Music provided by Armstrong. Visit armstrongofficial.com to hear more badass music. Welcome to the TriCast Gaming Podcast. Greetings and welcome everyone to the Xbox Bethesda Showcase special of the TriCast Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Phil Grimlockini. I'm joined tonight by Jason Neons Andrews, who managed to not fall asleep tonight. Jason, welcome to the show. How are you doing? See what had happened. See what happened was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's probably fell best. It, look, uh, it, it, insider or behind the curtain, if you will, probably best that I wasn't on the show because I was were, in a trolley mood, man. Like were, it would have been a disaster. I would have found a way to ruin the show for sure. We would have gone like three hours. You were definitely in a saucy mood. Friday afternoon. Just being a little sassy. I wanted it. I wanted all the smoke. Uh, well, also here tonight, Mike Roguevox Martinez. Mike, how are you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. That's good to hear. All right. Well, we're not, this is not going to be like a normal show. This is purely and entirely focused on the Xbox showcase. So we're just going to jump straight into it. So Jason, I'm going to go to you first. Initial thoughts, initial reaction, go. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, you know, I caught myself multiple times um you know texting you know to the group and to another group of buddies like wow like that's huge awesome right Uh, so i thought there were big things in this show that uh i i was surprised to be surprised there were things that happened in the show that i expected and then there were things that i just to me came totally out of left field that i was not prepared for at all right um it had good pace to the show um you know it was not like you know, it wasn't like a summer show, summer games show fest where it's like a, you know, or a game award show where there was a lot of like entertainment. I mean, it was just like trailer. Hi, thanks. You know, so-and-so's here to talk real quick and they'd say something for literally 10 seconds and then a trailer. I mean, like, yeah. it was, I, I don't know. It felt good. It <clears throat> felt like going to the movie theater back in the old day. And it was <clears throat> like, the first time you were actually getting to see a trailer, not like you've seen it 30 times on the internet. Right. And it was like all the good trailers for the movies that are coming out that you're just like, Oh damn. Like you're actually shocked. Yeah. And that's so like, I just felt like going to an old school movie, yeah, you know, and getting surprised and being excited and like turning and like dabbing up your buddy. Like, Oh, I can't wait for that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. at the movie theater. That's kind of the vibe I got. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I actually liked the fact that I knew a lot of what was happening, but also didn't really know what the game was going to be or what it was going to show. You know, like the, I, I'd say there wasn't really a whole lot of surprise announcements there. Most of what was there, we'd already kind of seen and heard about before. Yeah. But most of it was, I mean, all of it was new trailers and new gameplay. And so, yeah, you're, you're, you're too right. Like, it's like going to the movie theater. Like, I know Avatar's coming out. Oh, that's the first time I've seen the Avatar trailer. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, type thing. Yeah. yeah world premiere stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Mike, what about you? Initial thoughts, reaction? Uh, pretty much the same as what Jason said. Uh, the it was just a really good show. Um, I told y'all before we start recording that, or there's probably like a fifth of the games there that I'm actually might like want to play, but still, like what I did see of the games I did want to play, it like it looks good, like Diablo, uh, Starfield, stuff like that. I really, really liked it. I, like I normally like kind of like skip through. The show, like, to just kind of, like, skip through a game and move on to the next, but I actually sat and watched the whole show this time. 
<laughs> yeah. So it was pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. I found myself, um, there was once or twice in the show where I got up and I like went to the bathroom or something because I thought, oh, I'm not going to like this one. And then when I went back to do my notes, I was like, wait, what is this game? I don't remember it. And I ended up watching the whole trailer and I was like, <laughs> I remember when I got up and walked away from this one. And this might be one of my favorite games from the show. So I was actually really disappointed that I did that to myself. Oh, I was like, I, I was like pausing it, you know, because I watched it on live on YouTube, you know, mm. and you can pause or whatever. And so, yeah. um, and so I, I, you know, would have like a, one of my kids' friends come to the door or something or a mom that showed up at the door or something. And I would like hit pause and go answer the door or whatever. But yeah, so I got to watch the whole thing, which yeah. the, the other thing I, I, I personally enjoyed, I, I'll give a little call out is, um, so I specifically watched it on the IGN channel, uh, okay. YouTube channel. And, mm-hmm. uh, so then they went, they went live and broadcast it. And so when it was over, then the IGN GameSpot panel for uh, it's their podcast group mm-hmm. was okay. on and they then turned and did like a, a almost like a instant podcast. Right. Like, right. Okay. <laughs> like they just like immediately boom and, and went into like what their thoughts on it were and all back and forth. And and I actually really enjoyed that. It's the first time I've like like watched that group. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, one, of these day, one of these days, guys, we'll, we'll be there. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, one of these days, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought about suggesting that for this time, but I was like, I don't know. It's hard with the kids and everything to really... Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to because, again, my wife's out of town, and so, yeah, I, it yeah, there was, it'd have been impossible, but it was cool. Like, they had, like, a instant, like, so uh, they announced some things, <laughs> one, or, one yeah. or two, you know? <laughs> yeah. I actually watched the Game Awards stream, and I was... So, I watched through the YouTube app on my TV and I thought mm-hmm. the stream quality was did. really poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that just had to do with the game, the game award stream or what it was. I, but I didn't have any problems. Okay. Yeah. I went, you know, when I, I was went on back, the YouTube app on my TV. Okay. When I went back Roku. to do the show notes, the, all the trailers looked way clearer <laughs> than when I watched it live. So I don't know what was going on there. That was mm-hmm. weird. Networking mm-hmm. issue. Um, yeah. Something that I wanted to point out that I thought was really neat, um, pretty early on in the show, I think it was after the first few announcements, Sarah Bond came out um, and she kind of laid the land that all of the stuff that we were going to see in the in the show today was coming within the next 12 months or yeah. at least targeting within the next 12 sure. months. I mean, sure. we, we all know some things can get delayed, so we won't hold them to the fire on this one, but targeting in the next 12 months release everything that they showed and that they were really going to focus on gameplay. And I think that they definitely did that. They definitely came through with that in the show. And it was pretty exciting to actually watch something and know like all of this is over the next 12 months. Like we have, we have a lot, to look forward to now i noticed that a heavy amount of it was early 2023 so early 2023 is going to be a lot of games but still um i thought that was pretty neat to actually see one of these shows try to focus on that well at the very end at the very end they pulled up that one screen that shows like everything that was in the show and all the stuff there was Mm -hmm. a lot i mean like and they had like a 2022 and a 2023 like side by side and then like a screenshot essentially of all the games listed Mm -hmm. and it was pretty even right yeah granted a lot of the stuff that was on 2022 was like for instance the game update right it wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily a new game it was a game update yeah i also noticed in that screen that they populated some games that were announced outside of their show 
I did so too. Like, I saw <laughs> RE4 remake was in there and some other stuff. So um, they did that as well. All right. Um, let's just jump right into it. Um, let's start going uh, announcement by announcement. So they kicked off the show with Redfall coming from Arcane Austin. Um, we knew this was already delayed into 2023. Um, we already know that it's an Xbox console exclusive, but this was the first time we really saw deep gameplay of the game. Yeah. Um, um, can so, I add something real quick? Sure. I've, <laughs> like whenever I was watching the, the whoever was playing the game, I'm like, God, whoever's playing this game is a horrible shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, think they, I think they landed like four shots out of the 50 they took. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think that they might take a couple couple goes at this to make sure that they actually put some decent gameplay in there. But no, they just let it roll. Like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that great. Um, but that's okay. I mean, my thoughts, your kind of initial thoughts on this game, like, how no, are you feeling? I definitely, on definitely like it. It's definitely something I'll play day one. How are you feeling the, the art style and, and the vibe of the vampires and stuff like that? I, I like it. Um, I didn't, th- like, when I first, like, saw what they released before, I don't know if I liked the way, I guess, the vibe of it, but with the gameplay and all that thrown in and all that, with the gunplay, like, yeah, it looks, it looks really fun. How do you feel about, Jason, how do you feel about there being, like, four characters? So it's supposed to be, like, a four-player co-op, but there's, like, four unique character classes. So this isn't one where we're yeah. going to get to create a character. It's, like, it's one of these four that we've already created that have unique subclasses. So how do you feel about that part of it? Uh, I mean, I've seen that in a bunch of other games. I mean, so I'll say this. Um, watching gameplay wasn't super impressive to me. Like, it, I personally didn't feel like the like abilities were super fluid on some things. It felt like almost like stuff almost happens too fast, right? Like, didn't feel like abilities that were in like apex and stuff. Like there was a point where like he throws down like staff and mm-hmm. like froze everybody or something, but it like only froze the one like directly in front of him and not the ones behind him. And it was like, then they came off of the freeze like really fast. I mean, I don't know. Like yeah. it didn't feel super fluid to me so when I was watching this, I, me personally, I was kind of like, I, I don't know that I will probably play this game, but the mm-hmm. graphics looked amazing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, like, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, is this a Unreal Engine 5 game? Like, I couldn't tell. I mean, like, it looked really good as far mm-hmm. as the graphics mm-hmm. go. But as far as, um, like, the to go back to your original question, the, like, you know, uh, preset classes, I don't know. There's a bunch of games that kind of do that. Um, you know, almost to the point where, like, even you go back to Diablo 3, that's kind of like, you know, like, there's not any character customization, right? Like, it's just like, okay, do you want to be the barbarian? This is what he looks like. Do you right. want to be the sorcerer? This is what he looks like. You know, the wizard, mm-hmm. this is what he looks yeah. like. So I, I've seen that a lot. It's not my favorite. I mean, I think having the ability to be more immersive um, via customer, uh, uh, customer, uh, character <laughs> customization uh, yeah. is better, but it's not like a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, the way I feel about that is I kind of like, there are some games where I do kind of want to be able to have some control of what my characters can and can't do. Um, but then there are some games where I, like, I don't care. Just let me pick a character and get in the game. And then I'll yeah. just decide from there where I will go from well, there. 
and there's definitely some RPG elements. They showed like a brief flash of like them customizing their weapon loadout, um, their abilities, kind of putting points in a skill tree. So yeah, there right. is some of that in there uh, for sure. Mike, what did you think about some of the overlay of commentary as you were playing the game? Like at first, I thought it was like them just and un- like talking to the trailer but then i realized like no i think like as you're playing the game they're gonna be like oh shit that thing's there and like that kind of talk <laughs> like how do you feel about that i i thought that was a little bit cheesy but i, thought, I don't know so that i thought it, what you thought initially was like it was part of the trailer of them talking mm-hmm. to us is that not the case i have a feeling that they're gonna be like saying some of that stuff as you're playing the game i think that's ca- character dialogue as you're playing um, there, I mean, I've played a few games that have some type of character dialogue. As long as it doesn't, like, I don't know, if it's not, as long as it's not annoying, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can do it. You can, I, I'm pretty sure there's an option to like mute that or just take it off completely. But yeah. yeah, there's a game I played recently that does that. I can't remember. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, zombies mode in Black Ops did that. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, it was just kind of, it was just kind of thrown in there. Like it wouldn't like, they weren't having full on conversations. Like there might be something that right. you do that would mm. cause something to for them to say something. But yeah, yeah I wouldn't okay. it wouldn't be too bad if it was just not all the time. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh Redfall coming from Arcane Austin, which is interesting that they very specifically noted it was Arcane Austin. So Arcane obviously has two studios, uh one in Lyon, France, and one in Austin. Um so they very specifically call that out. Um, so it's coming from that side of the, the house. They're also the ones that did Deathloop and, and the Dishonored games. Well, Arcane in general. I, I, I don't remember uh, whether it was Austin or Leon, which did each one. But they're, they're also behind those series. Uh, coming 2023, obviously Game Pass, um, day one. All right, next up was Hollow Knight Silk Song. Um, so this is the sequel to the very well-received 2017 uh, original Hollow Knight. It's got like an 87 on Metacritic. I noticed that this trailer, because this is obviously multi-platform, this trailer got a lot of hype, a lot of interest uh, on the internet. Uh, one of the um, one of the ones trending from the show. Uh, what did y'all think of this one? Any thoughts here, Jason? I mean, uh, I'm just not a platformer, so I, <laughs> yeah. I was tuned out the whole time this was happening. Like I, I know the original, but I played the original. I, it's just not my type of game, so yeah. So, Mike, this is a this is a Metroidvania and one that did the genre pretty well with the 2017 original. Mm-hmm. Did it did it buy for you at all? Not really, not this one. I, there are a few platformers that like caught my attention back in the day. Like, um, I can't remember what it's like. It's like in black and white, and you're like trying to save your sister from this spider. Whatever, what was that one called? Limbo. 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 Yep, That's yep, the yep. one. I've played that I really enjoyed, but after that, like nothing that something like this hadn't caught my attention. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I've heard good things about the original. I've never gone and tried it though. Um, but hollow Knight silk song, uh, presumably a 2023 game. They didn't put actually any date on it, uh, but it will be a, a day one game pass as well. All right. Next up was high on life. This is from <laughs> Swatch games. Dude, you uh, have to and, be high on life to actually really enjoy this game. Yeah, this game yeah. was weird looking, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is from the creators of Rick and Morty, which is that probably where that vibe yes, comes from. Yes. But yeah. These dudes holy are shit. constantly <laughs> on like, mm. I mean, they're good shit. Yeah. That's yeah. what these creators are. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually like, 
I th- I'm going to try this. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but I'm going to mm. try it just simply because I thought the fact that all the guns were like living creatures and that sometimes yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, that's my babies you're shooting out. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to make more of them. I was like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck is happening with You know what things? reminds me of, Mike? Did you ever use the gun in Cyberpunk that talks oh, to you? Oh, that talks to you, yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it's like that, but for every single gun. <laughs> every single gun. It seems like I, I, what's funny is I used that gun until I had to do a quest to turn it in. Um, because I just liked hearing the little small talk he would give you, like when you yeah. ran out of ammo or some shit like that. Yeah. So yeah. this probably just takes it up, dials that up to like an 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, this one was definitely strange. Um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about the one more. with the, with the knife? Comment. Did you remember the <laughs> one with the, yeah. with the knife? Yeah. Stabs. Stabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He like stabs the eyeball and like pulls it out yeah, of that creature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, yeah. It was. It, 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 it was a. It was an interesting watch, but I. It's not. Didn't look like a game I would play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I wanted. I just want to try it, like for mm. an hour or something, yeah. uh, just to kind of see. But yeah, I don't. I don't know that this one really. Uh, piqued my interest in terms of oh my gosh I got to play this but uh, I did laugh a lot um, another one it's a console launch exclusive will come to Game Pass day one this one put a launch uh, date of October 2022 so not a specific date uh, but they did give a month uh, of this year okay I'm going to call it right now Philip's going to play this for an hour he's going to finish the game and make it his game of the year <laughs> I guarantee you <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so, don't know the, about <laughs> so before we go into the next game, I, I there's something that I don't know why I didn't bring up earlier, but it, if I don't get it out, I'll forget. So <coughs> two things that uh, I should have said at the top of the show. One, um, it was interesting to me that they called it the Xbox and Bethesda show instead of mm-hmm. just like the Xbox show, <laughs> right. which now owns Bethesda. So yeah, like right. specifically calling out the Bethesda studio. Um, I think uh, it'll be interesting to me if that continues in the future or if that's just more of them really trying to hammer in like the hype and excitement towards Starfield. Like, yeah, because they that was a yeah. big part of the show. So it'll be mm. interesting moving forward how they handle that. But because this is the yeah. first time like they really have like it's not just Xbox. Like they specifically were like calling out Bethesda the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they Bethesda Softworks as a publishing arm does exist. I mean, they are owned by Microsoft, but it does, they do run two separate publishing arms in Xbox and Xbox publishing and Bethesda softworks publishing. So I wonder, but yeah, it would be a bit weird if they're like the Xbox plus Bethesda plus Activision showcase. <laughs> right, you know? right. Exactly. Um, that was what my thought was. I was like, so what are they going to do when Activision comes around? Like, uh, yeah. Which Activision Blizzard had actually quite a strong presence here, which we'll see in a minute. Yeah. But all so, right, what was the second so, thing? Second thing was was I not the only one that was uh, distracted the entire time by Sarah Bond's outfit? Like to me, it was something. It, it just felt like it blended into the background. I was kind of like, you think that they like have like a full production, like someone that's in charge of like wear these colors because. <laughs> This looks good with the screen we're using. Like the whole time I was watching her, I was just like, "Yeah." I, it was almost <laughs> like she was on a green screen. You know what I mean? And all I saw was her face and her legs, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, "I don't know." It just was tricky to my eyeballs. So that was all. It yeah, was. it's because they had that sort of blue yes. stars. Yeah, she was like type. Yeah, you know, 
Um, so anyway, sorry. That was the only thing. I, the whole time I was distracted because I just felt like she blended in with the background too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'm just kind of watching it again. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a strange dress um, too. But, you know, uh, that is the next part. So Sarah Bond came out and she gave her whole spiel about this is the next 12 months and everything is going to be focused on gameplay, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then we broke into maybe your highlight of the show, possibly, Jason. I don't know. It was uh, just the shock of the show. This was the shock of the show for me. I had I no was, idea this was too. coming. Had very no surprised idea. by this. But yeah, so Mark Merrill, president of games at Riot, comes out and announces that basically they're partnering with Game Pass. Now, a lot of these games are free to play, um, but I guess you have to probably buy the champions and things like oh, that. Yeah, hell, yeah, I've spent a shit ton of money on Game You get them all for free. And so, trust me, there's a part of me that's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Is that only, like, I, have, I still have questions. Does that only <laughs> include like through the Xbox like app, like or like through Game Pass? Like, do I have to like? Is it through like my Neon's account, or do I, I like get to door. like? What happens with my regular? I think League what's going to happen account? do I is, get like? Because I've paid for all that damn shit, <laughs> and I'm only missing like a handful of actual champions, right? Because I've and I say paid for. A lot of it I've earned through in-game, but I've actually right. paid for champions too. But I'm like, right. are they? Are, what about the other people? Like, it's some like surely they're going to just be like from now on forward. Yeah, if you I play League that, of Legends, all you champions to, are free. You'll probably have to link you have your right account. Yeah, to your Xbox know, something. Uh, but yeah. that was my first initial thought was like, that's badass. Wait a second. Because <laughs> well, like, I like, have to start over. Yeah, I have so much. I have, I literally have close to, I have over $600 worth of money spent on this free game. Yeah. Most of it towards skins, right? And I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't starting over. Well, <laughs> like when whenever I went into the Epic Store and I downloaded Rocket League and I opened that up, it had me link my Game Pass sure. account or my right. Xbox account. And so all the stuff, I'm sure it's something like that. And then it, it'll check if you have a Game Pass subscription. And if so, then you'll right. Well, I mean, but look, so, earlier this year, uh, Riot um, launched onto um, Epic, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, where you can launch and play all their games on Epic, um, but it didn't include all the champions, right? Like, that right, was the right. part that I was just like, "Damn!" Yeah. Right. So I'll run. I'll run the list here real quick. So, League of Legends, all champions unlocked. League of Legends, Wild Rift, all champions unlocked. Valorant, all agents unlocked. Legends of Runeterra Foundation set unlocked. Team Fight Tactics, they just stated select little legends unlocked. Um, and those are the five games. It was um, just like a skin. Yeah. It's, like, it's a little character dude right there in the corner, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it, it has with. no effect on your gameplay of, of any kind. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting that, you know, this is also mobile. So the, the games that are mobile specific, like Wild Rift, um, mm-hmm. Runeterra, that, Team Fight Tactics. Yeah, yeah, that they're going to have the mobile Game Pass piece linked as well. So that's really mm-hmm. interesting. That's the first time we've really seen any kind of partnership like that with Game Pass. Yeah, true. Dude, what if they um, do that with uh, Diablo Immortal? Like, just link your... Once like that merger comes complete, it's going to be so much cheaper to play Immortal with a Game Pass subscription. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope that it's just cheaper in general to play Immortal once Xbox get in there and tells yeah. Blizzard to, to knock calm it off. Their shit. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, there's still a huge part of me. Sorry, we're gonna just jump into it. I'm gonna one squirrel. I think I I don't know. I honestly think there's a lot of times like this where it's not necessarily them being totally um, vindictive as much as it is not stopping to do basic effing math. (laughs) I mean, I think that like basically the fans figure out, Hey, this is going to cost $110,000. And they're like, Oh shit. Oops. Right. We should probably fix that. Yeah. Right. Like I I, I just feel like sometimes they just don't stop and actually do the math on the shit they're doing. You, (laughs) You might be correct in that. Um, I mean, you might be, I we'll see, I guess. Um, League of Legends is one of those where like the art style and the character design and some of the story behind it. Like I yeah. want to play this game Dumb. because hard of that. as shit. It's Don't so hard. But You're not like every like time I've ever tried to dip my toes in, even with Legends of Runeterra, which I kind of liked, I mm-hmm. still was like, ah, this is just not my game. This is yeah. not what I can. But the character design is really cool. I I, I will give it that. So League, League yeah. of Legends. Um, Spoiler alert! It is in my top five all-time games. Oh, um, I bet. Really? I love, I, yeah, no I shit. Love League of Legends, right? Um, but it is a hard effing game, and the thing that is the worst about it is because it's so hard. It's really hard to get your friends into it because yeah, it's just it's not Peace fun out. to suck, yeah. man. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about this one? Nope. Just nope. that it was All a right. surprise, and it's cool. Very good. All right, next up on the show was A Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, this is coming from uh, Focus Entertainment and Asobo Studio. Uh, will be available later this year, Game Pass Day 1. Um, Mike, how, how was this one for you? Did you... Did you so, so first off, did either one of you play A Plague Tale that's already currently on Game Pass? Yeah, so this no. is a sequel to a game called A Plague Tale, and no, I yeah. have not played okay. that one. Okay. This is one of those that I just kind of like zoned out during so it's not it didn't really grab my attention i've not played the original either i just was curious if either of you had no i i, I knew uh, i mean i've seen it on there a ton and gone like hmm i wonder if that's any good or not and i've never played it so i have heard some people talk about it and say like that they fully expected not to like it because it's more of the sort of um like what not i don't want to say walking simulator but the like telltale game style sure, approach right. to a game um and that they expected not to like it but that the story was so engaging mm-hmm. that they ended up uh looking past a lot of the faults of the game i don't think it's particularly long um and like you said it's already out on game pass the original so yeah. uh, if you want to play the first one and see if this if this might appeal to you it's already out there for you to go try right. um all right, yeah, and I didn't. I thought it was pretty cool when the kid um, turned into the rats and attacked the, the the one guard. I thought that was pretty dope. But other than that, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. the The time setting is really neat. I don't think there are many games set in like 17th century France. You know that that's that's a very unique setting. Yeah. All right, next up was the big uh, sort of reveal of Forza Motorsport or the next generation Forza Motorsport game coming from Turn 10. Phil called uh, it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I called it. I said that I think this game is almost ready. I thought it would be this fall. They're, they're saying early. Uh, they said spring 2023, so I'm expecting like a March release date on this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game looked very good. Uh, it I was damn good. It looked I was, pretty, man. <laughs> So as as the sort of resident uh, racing game uh, 
fanatic on the show. You know, I've been trying to play Gran Turismo 7. I've talked about that. The game has this weird sheen to it that I don't really like. And it's kind of straddles that line of arcade and realistic racer. I feel like Forza Motorsport, like it doesn't have that weird sheen. And it looks like it's going to be a true simulator. It's what it's been in the past. Um, I really like their tie-ins with some real world racing series. Something you guys probably didn't catch on, but like the... The IMSA racing series obviously partners with with Forza, and so they had actual cars and team libraries in there. Um, we saw some of the the real world tracks as well as what they've done with something like Maple Valley, which is one of their created ones. I love the detail of the engine, seeing the the gold heat wrapping on the exhaust pipes and stuff like that it was really neat, and the lighting effects in there. I liked the. Um, time of day scaling like uh how they Mm -hmm. how they show the shadows of crossing the track and and again this is a detail that i think not many people are going to catch but when they talked about how time of the day is going to affect the grip of the track and then they they specifically mentioned temperatures that temperatures and rubbering in of the track i was like okay these guys know what they're doing rubbering (laughs) in obviously is as cars drive on the track as they put laps on the track in the race rubber goes down on the track and the track gets stickier and grippier and you can actually go faster as more tire is put down literally rubber is melted into the into the road um so i I thought that was really neat compounds which is first uh time they're gonna have that yeah Yeah. um the pit stuff that they added in i liked the fact that they kind of did some of the festival of racing i think that's something that brings a really nice realistic touch to it because there's definitely a lot of that going on in in racing real world live racing events so i was really impressed i i was i kept telling myself like i'm not gonna get sucked into another race i'm not gonna do it and then fuck it if they didn't suck me in so what if go ahead okay so i was just gonna say i was impressed with how much like i i could be wrong on this but i feel like this is the first game um that really 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 is showing off the ray tracing of xbox x right and s right like they make sure to say like both xbox series s and both uh xbox series x um will have uh full ray tracing and 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 it just looked really pretty and i feel like this is the one that has of all of the like console games you know this has been the like most graphically advanced game to this point um, coming out uh, that just like really showed off the ray tracing ability. Yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, this is going to be a next gen exclusive, which this is one of the first of those next gen exclusive games right. or current gen, really, because we're it's, it's current gen. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a great move. I think it's gonna if you go toe to toe with your direct competitor in Gran Turismo Seven, Seven did not do that. They went PS Five, PS Four. Um, I think you're going to see. Um, Forza Motorsport be pretty dominant in this space once it comes out. All right, next up was uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, obviously, this is another game from Asobo Studio, actually. Um, this is just for their 40th anniversary update, November release date, Game Pass, obviously. The cool thing here, though, was the sort of one more thing of its own trailer, and the Pelican comes up, and the Halo music <laughs> goes off. I was like, no way. And yeah, sure enough, you can fly the Pelican. As of today, they've added that into the game. You can fly the Pelican in Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, which is pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Next up was Overwatch 2 uh, coming from Blizzard. Uh, free to play game. Early access begins October 4th of this year. Um, they also announced their newest hero, the Wastelander. Uh, this is the first one that was not like Game Pass Day 1 or whatever, but it is free to play. Uh, but it was also the first Blizzard game that we saw in here. And we saw a couple Blizzard games in here. So we're seeing a little bit of the working together there already. Yeah. Um, are either of you interested in Overwatch? I, nope. I just I I mean I texted someone, you know, my some of my other buddies that were like hard into the original Overwatch and was just like like I, I just don't care. And they even were like, Yep, totally don't care. I just yeah. feel like it just that was a big game, man, when it came out. Like big and it fell hard. Yes. Um, and, and the original Overwatch was not free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've totally moved to that. But I just I don't know, like Overwatch 2 feels like, uh, to me, a discussion we've had this weekend, which is Destiny 1 or Destiny 2. Like, it's the same damn engine. Nothing freaking changed. It should just be a DLC. I have no <coughs> idea why they're actually making a 2. Like, I don't understand it. Like, nothing. Well, what's even more weird, and I don't want to go down this it. path too far, but what's even more weird is that, like, Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2 players supposedly we will just play together. Because the yeah. maps are the same, the characters are the same. I, that's, yeah, that's why I'm like, it's not really a new game. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand. Yeah, same. All right, next up was Aura: uh, History Untold, coming from Oxide Games. Uh, this one's going to be Steam and PC Game Pass Day One. This is not coming to consoles. Turn-based strategy game. Uh, nothing stood out to me except for I wish I could remember her name. I could Google it. Um, I don't know if y'all ever watched that Amazon Prime show, The Expanse. Um, but there's uh, one of the key members of that cast um, is an Indian actress, uh, and she has a very, very uh, recognizable voice. And she clearly was the one that did the voiceover for this. Uh, for this trailer. Um, I can't even say her name. I looked it up. I, there's no way I could say it. It's like Shora Ag- Agdashlu or something like that. Um, she's a great actress, um, but I just noticed like that she was the one that narrated the trailer, and I thought that was cool because I'm a big Expanse fan, and nobody else probably cares, but I picked yeah. up on that. I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you, Philip. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> that's, so, that's okay. As a, as a big, you know, R, you know RTS guy um, I'm kind of like cool but at the same time like the trailer showed me nothing it was all yeah. cinematic I have no idea you know they acted like there were going to be you know things that were new and different in this game versus yep. other RTSs but I have no idea what they are right no idea uh, the way that they kind of talked about some things or like you know text kind of popped up about it uh, made it made me think that this is possibly a single player um, mm. RTS and not a multiplayer. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but because there are a few of those that exist, um, so I don't know. I don't know much about it. I mean, I'll probably most likely check it out um, because I do like RTSs, but I I don't know. You have no idea. Yeah, that's what that, we were talking about yeah. that on Friday with that one uh, game that had that mech, and you're right. telling me that it's yes. a. Uh, Another RTS. I'm like, I had no idea from the freaking trailer yeah. they told me. Yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, which one? Oh, the mech. The mech. Are you talking about the one that? Uh, hold on. Um, Those from a Friday show. Uh, yeah. Lightyear Frontier. No, yeah. no, no. This is no, from. No. no, this is from the. You're talking about the game from the Summer Game Show Fest. Yeah, the Summer Game Show Fest. Oh, it was the, okay. Sorry. Yes. 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 I've already forgotten the name. Yeah, it was me like too. 
it, Smite is a different game, but it was yeah, something yeah. like that. I can't yeah. remember what. But yeah, what but it was that's called. the same complaint I had, Jason. Is like, okay, well, I had no idea that was going to be the game based off the trailer. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, good stuff. All right, next up, Pete Hines came out, uh, SVP of Global Marketing and, and Communications for Bethesda Softworks, and kind of talked about Redfall a little bit, uh, then announced a couple more games, and uh, then talked about Starfield just a touch. Uh, the two games he talked about was a new expansion coming to Elder Scrolls Online, that being High Isle. That's due to release on June 21st, which is like a little over a week from today. Um, this one developed by Zenimax Online Studios. Uh, you can play this on Xbox consoles and PC. I think this is already free to play, so they didn't have to mention yeah. Game Pass, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, and then the other DLC that they announced was Expeditions The Pit uh, coming for Fallout 76. That's supposed to come out in September of this year. That is on Game Pass uh, for that one. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I Neither of these two games are big for me. Uh, I know that they have big followings, or at least Elder Scrolls Online for sure has a big following, yeah. um, but not really, not really doing it for me. That they, they just haven't really ever. Called, I love Fallout. Me. I, I would absolutely play Fallout seventy six if I had someone to play with me. Because again, it's a multiplayer <laughs> online game, and playing it by itself, it, yep, it's not not all that great. But so I, I thought it was cool. I love Fallout, but uh, the whole Elder Scrolls thing, no thanks. It's Sorry, like it's you. like as old as WoW, but not as polished. Like, yeah. Uh, no, Elder Scrolls Online is newer than WoW, right? I don't think so. Mm. It's old. I guess we'll have to look up that. Here, I'll, I'll look it up as y'all keep talking. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right, moving on. The next announcement, and I, I feel bad for kind of just giving those two games such a short shift, but <laughs> I know they're popular. They're just, they're just not my yeah. cup of tea, as they say, over the pond, uh, across the pond. All right, next up was Forza Horizon 5's Hot Wheels DLC. Uh, this was already kind of rumored coming. Uh, they did Hot Wheels DLC <laughs> with yes. the last one, I think. Um, what what are you? Did you just look up the release date? Yeah, and it's, realize uh, that it's. I, I I forget how old WoW really is. <laughs> <laughs> WoW came out in two thousand and four. Holy shit! Yeah. And yeah. Elder Scrolls came out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, um, I was so like, old. I'm pretty confident Elder Scrolls Online is not that old. Ten years newer. Ten yeah. years. So anyway, WoW is almost twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna say, like, damn. <laughs> I was going to say ESO is 10 years newer and it's almost a 10 year old game. And WoW looks better. Yeah. WoW looks better. It's had more yeah, face to the there's nothing, that's, there's, that's like our curse. Me and Jason's like, we go to play. Let's try a different MMO. Great. Let's go play this. We're like, shit, dude. WoW is so much better than this. Let's go play WoW now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh, the problem is, is we compare everything, but that's what you do. You compare everything to another game. Like, you, you know, you're, you play Gran Turismo and you compare Gran Turismo to Forza, right? Like that's right. just kind of how that works. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly why I ended up falling off of the division and never tried Fallout seventy six because yeah. everything gets compared back to Destiny for me. For, yeah. yeah, no, I get yeah. it. I mean, the exact reason why, which is still the, right now, I think the number one uh, played game on Steam is that um, like that Korean version. Of, what is it called? The Korean version of uh, uh, Diablo. Lost I can't Ark. What it's called. Lost Ark. Right. Like yeah. it's still big right now, and I got into it and instantly was like, this is. I can play Diablo. Your version of Diablo, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Diablo. like I just yeah. couldn't do it, right? Like yeah. I'm like, yep, it's Diablo. Uh, nope. Yep, yep. 
All right, well, let's move on. Uh, let's keep going. So Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC from Playground Games. Uh, they've done a collaboration with Hot Wheels before, uh, so I expect more of the same. This is going to be available on July 19th. Um, it was a little bit confusing because they talked about Game Pass, but obviously Forza Horizon 5 is on Game Pass, but its yeah. DLC is paid. It's a mm-hmm. paid add-on. Um, if you have the premium version of the game, which I happen to have, you you will get this DLC with it. Um, if not, you will have to buy the DLC. Um, but that is coming July 19th, uh, and you can check that out pretty soon. Uh, next up was ARK 2, coming from Studio Wildcard and Grove Street Games. This was the second game so far that we didn't really see any gameplay footage of. Again, it's just kind of like a teaser almost. Yeah, which um, we've kind of already seen. Like, I, I was kind of like, when are we going to actually get to see something about this game? Because I've I know, not seen anything. Nothing. It's releasing yeah. next year, so, I mean, they got to get some gameplay footage out and, there pretty and, soon. And well, I've seen essentially this little trailer just in a slightly different, like he's standing instead of being on the, like I've seen a variation of this little cinematic. Yeah, right. Like for almost two years at this point, like, <laughs> right. Holy hell. Yeah. When do we get to see what the game actually is? Yeah, right. We already know Vin Diesel is in it. We got yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they just put a 2023 uh, date on it. And so nothing too specific. It will be, Console launch exclusive. Now I know we. I, this, I guess this is the first time I thought about this, but you and I had messaged a little bit during the show. Yeah. Console launch exclusive just means that when the game launches, you will only be able to play it on Xbox. If you're a console player, you will only find it on console Xbox consoles. It'll right. still be on PC. Um, still be on and Steam. then because yeah, yeah, and then because they say launch exclusive, it'll still come to other consoles eventually. Right. Um. But that's all that that little moniker means. Um, so okay. Xbox uh, and PC simultaneous launch and then other consoles later on down the road. So in the notes here, you have Overwatch too, and you just have Xbox consoles and PC. So Okay, so, well, because they're obviously not going to mention PlayStation in their show. So, <laughs> I, so I, I mean, true. several of these are obvi- like Hollow Knight will come to PlayStation. Okay. Uh, High on Life might come to PlayStation. I mean, it says console launch exclusive, but it'll probably come to PlayStation eventually. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, all the League of Legends games right. are everywhere. Right. Um, and to be fair, when you're talking Overwatch, I'm not saying it could happen, but any of these Blizzard things that you're seeing, once they officially become a part of Microsoft, who knows what the hell they do with it? Right. Yeah. I mean, I doubt that they pull anything that's already on other platforms, but yeah, you are. No, 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 no. I'm just yeah. saying, like, Overwatch 2 for instance, hasn't launched yet. Mm-hmm. They could come out right. and say, Meh. but I mean, again, it's coming o- October 22nd. I doubt that one will happen, but I'm just saying yeah. like, you just never know. Yeah, You never know. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, next up after Arc 2 was Scorn. <laughs> We've seen Scorn a couple times before. This game looks pretty gross. Actually. It is. Uh, um, a very I have zero game. interest in this game, man. None. Yeah. I yeah. kind of had a morbid curiosity to it. I kind of did. Well, what's disappointing is that this game originally was kind of flirting with like a December 2020 release date. Like it was going to be one of those in the launch window of the console. And I was like, well, I mean, if there's not much else, I'll go check it out. But now there's so much other stuff and it it looks the way it looks. I just... (laughs) The way it looks. It's so (laughs) icky. Anyway, Scorn from Ebb Software. It will be a console launch exclusive. They dated it finally October 21st of this year. Uh, Xbox consoles, PC, and cloud game pass day one. Um, next up, this was the first game of the show, besides, I think, Redfall, maybe, um, that I, I'm, I'm 
obviously interested in Redfall, but this was the first one that I was like, wait a minute, I really like what I'm seeing here. Yeah. When uh, I watched this trailer, I was thinking of you the whole time. Like, I'm like, dude, Troy, or Troy, <laughs> it would really like this game. Yeah, uh, so you you nailed it spot on. Yeah. Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn, coming from A44 Studio uh, in early 2023. Uh, what did you guys think? I mean, am I the only one that was like kind of down with this one? Um, I, I, it looked okay. I mean, it, it, it's got the, you know, it's kind of got that a horizon dawn kind of type of gameplay feel to it, to me, you know, um, mm. uh, like an assassin's creed ish. You know I mean, like, yeah, like yeah, obviously not necessarily third person, buildings, et cetera. Right. Like, but it's, it's got that kind of feel to it. So that's why as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is, Phil likes a ton of games like this. This will, yeah. you know, I, it's one of those because it's on Game Pass, I'll absolutely play it. There's no question. Yes. Um, but I didn't look at it and think like, holy crap, I can't wait for this. It's just one of those. It was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, definitely a game that Phil will love and I will definitely play it, but not one that I'm like chomping at the bit for. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to my cre- curiosity about it with it. That's about it. It, but yeah, it looks unique. It. I'll say that. It looks yeah. unique. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, There's this sort of like Caribbean mm-hmm. 18th century pirate vibe, but also like definitely some kind of fantasy. Like I'm, I'm kind of, what's that Netflix show? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on it now. Witcher. Uh, not <laughs> The Witcher. Uh, it came out shortly after The Witcher. Oh, well, I'll think of it later and then be like, damn it, it was that. Um, but it's <sighs> kind of got that fantasy with the you know, kind of, like I said, the 18th century pirate vibe going on. Um, I really like the character, the main character model. Um, her little long handled hatchet looks really dope. And the, the little yeah. flintlock pistol that she fires, yeah. um, obviously some supernatural elements to it. That's what I'm trying to think of the fantasy supernatural. There was a show on Netflix and I can't think of it. Supernatural. Uh, but oh, well. No, it's not called Supernatural. Um, I like her little companion, the little dog thing that's not a dog, and how she yes. can like, like zip through the air on the dog is pretty the, cool. Like a little fox dog. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat looking. Um, I'm rooting for these sort of double A games to come back. Yeah. You know, I would expect this to be a much shorter game. Like, you're not going to get 55 hours of this like you would right, with Horizon. Right. You know, this is going to be a tighter experience, more focused on what it's doing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very unique vibe. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was the first one that really stood out to me in this show. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, next up was Minecraft Legends coming from Mojang. Another new little Minecraft action strategy game coming from them. Uh, early 2023. Game Pass, obviously. Did this do it for either of y'all? Not really. Not I really. Mean, yeah, it, it kind of was like, um, I don't know why. As soon as they popped up, you know, the Minecraft, I was kind of like, are they finally coming out with like a Minecraft 2 or something? You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> but but as soon as the like, you know, they started getting into it, I was like, okay, it kind of feels like a mixture of like Minecraft and Minecraft Dungeons. I mean, it's kind of like an in-between or something. Like, I don't know. I, and I like Minecraft Dungeons, okay. But mm. I don't know. Uh, again, it's on Game Pass. It'll probably be something I, at some point, will play a little bit with my kid. Yeah, but. I mean, it's it's definitely for the kids in the show. Yeah. And like I said, there's a little something for everybody, and they definitely need a few more kids games on mm-hmm. Xbox. They are lacking. I would agree with that. So, all right. Uh, moving on. Next up was Lightyear Frontier uh, from a studio called Frame Break, uh, console launch exclusive. 
uh, uh, coming. I'm so excited about this one. You, you just you like this one? Hell okay, yeah! Go for it. What, just what, look, what it, it just it looks so much like Astroneer to me, and so much like that type of game. And I loved those, right? Like it has that, um, you know, a little bit of that. Uh, the the kind of the aspect of No Man's Sky part too yeah. that I like right like I don't know like I am excited about this they very clearly like I was worried at the beginning that this was going to be a single player game and at the very very end they show like four of the like mechs all up on a cliff together and I was like sweet that means it's multiplayer um, I like I can already see like me and Ginger and Cat uh, um, all playing this together um, I don't know I was I was excited about this it looks cool and unique um it's got that kind of the the astroneer um kind of vibe to it and yeah, um, I'm, I'm on that yeah and it looks like there's some type of story that goes with it too yeah it's mm-hmm. so like you're not just surviving there's like it's kind of like the forest where there's like something you like unravel story-wise right yeah yeah this is one of those that i'm like i appreciate this it looks cool but i know it's not my style of game Sure, that's uh, cool. was kind of the the reaction that I had to it. But yeah, it it'll, cool. it'll be one of those that won't have a ton of replay for me, but I will really enjoy it for like a week. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I'll right. for a week, because like, I'll, I'll play the shit. You'll, get, out of it you'll consume the content in a week. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I will. I will dream about this game because I'll be playing it so much. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what will happen, and then it'll be gone. Right on. All right, spring twenty three launch. Xbox Game Pass Day One, uh, another one. All right, next up was Gunfire Reborn from DOI Games, uh, roguelike, uh, October twenty two. Um, Game Pass. This is not it for me. I'm a hard pass. Not for me here. Yeah, hard pass. All right, next up was my my number two game of the show, uh, the last case of Benedict Fox. Uh, from Rogue and Plot Twist, uh, console launch exclusive, Spring 23, Game Pass Day 1. This game looked really cool to me. Uh, I don't know if it hit for anybody else. Um, Platformer, so no. I mean, yeah, it looked it's, different and unique, but I, I, yeah, I won't play it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely another one of those like Metroidvania-style games. I got a little bit of Ori vibes from it. Yeah. The art style and the little story that they had going on, I was hooked, man. This looks really freaking cool to me. It's right up my alley. Um, if you're into those types of Metroidvanias, if you liked Ori, go check out this trailer. I, I This looks cool to me, um, for sure. All right, next up was As Dusk Falls uh, from Interior Night. Uh, they had their CEO and creative director, Caroline Marchal, Marcal, I think is how you say it, um, come out. Uh, this game's coming July 19th, Game Pass. Uh, this is another hard, hard pass. This is I was actually like, interested in this. Like, I did not like the art style, the way that they were, like, clipping those scenes in. Like, I actually kind of felt a little bit nauseous watching this trailer. I I, I, I was. I don't know. Hard I, um, I'm interested in the whole like, because um, clearly this is like a choose your own story, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and yeah. The, the choices that you make like greatly affect the next choices, etc. And um, I don't know. I am interested to just like mess around with it. Yeah, I. It's just a choose your own not, adventure book. That's all it is. It's choose your own adventure book with animation. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 Mike. No interest. 
No interest. All right. Okay. Uh, next up was Naraka Blade Point. Uh, this is from NetEase, so already it's got like kind of a thumbs down for me. Yeah, Although the no concept of it is kind of cool, like this Battle Royale game that's actually kind of like a fighting game. Like it looks like they've got unique characters and and you end up in these sort of almost like fighting game style battles um, in this Battle Royale type set up 60 players whatever sounds like it, they were they were talking about 10 million pc players sounds like it's popular over in east asia yeah i uh, see that i'm not sure on this one june 23rd release date uh they said there will be a campaign mode including included with the game pass at launch um so i guess that's cool um did the, hard pass for both of y'all yeah, yeah this looks I, like a game tyler would love yeah i look um I don't know. I'm just not into a lot of these like very traditional Japanese style games. Like they're just not my yeah. thing, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's. I feel like it's. I don't know. It's just a. It's a lot. You know. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, this is just, this is Chinese, not Japanese. I just want to point but out. But it's. I don't mean to sound this way. It's sort of the same. Japanese, yeah, yeah. Korean, the Asian yeah. style of game yeah, is very different from the type of game that I go after. And I just, it's just cool, not cool. for me, man. Like, but to be fair, this game at least had more of my attention than the next game. <laughs> fair, fair, enough. fair enough. All right. The only thing I want to say is I noticed, I should have mentioned this with gunfire. Gunfire was the first game that I saw them like give this distinction between play on game pass versus play on game pass day one. Yeah. And I was like, what is this about? Like, is this, are they trying to insinuate that maybe it's not a day? But so what I think it is, is that the games that are already released on PC. So gunfire is already available on steam. If you want to go play gunfire reborn. today, So I think it's the games that are already actually released. They got just the play on game pass tag rather than the day one tag since they're technically already out. All right. Yeah. So next up uh, was Pentiment. Uh, This is another little passion project from a small, small section of Obsidian Entertainment, just like Grounded is. Uh, This is like a storybook style adventure game. It's It's some neat ideas, but definitely not my type of game. Definitely not not my type of game. I mean, Uh, November. Can it be released as a game? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. I feel the same way. I'm like, who's playing this? For me, it's got vibes of like, you know, the old uh, like Secret of Monkey Island, uh, Full Throttle. um, What, you know, those kinds of like those games that are, you know, point and click adventure style games. You know what I'm talking about? Almost a Telltale game. Yeah, but even like what preceded Telltale, because Telltale, you're actually still kind of moving Moving around. around. I'm talking about the like literal point and click adventure games. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah, I I don't know. It's got some neat ideas, but it's definitely not my style. Um, Next up was another one from Obsidian. Obviously, Grounded has been out for a while, but they're kind of uh, announcing its 1.0 full game release September of this year. The full story is available. All the map, all that good stuff. Game Pass, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Jason, I know you like Grounded. I love Grounded. So I, I, Grounded is one of those that, like, you know, obviously it came out. I loved it, but then it's like I've done everything. Now what kind of thing? So I leave it alone, right. and then an, another big patch comes out, and there's a bunch of new content, uh, content, and I get back on it, and I go through the content, and then it's like now what? And so I've like done it in these like chunks, right? 
Um, and so there has been another update. There's more stuff to do right now, but I'm like holding off and I will wait until this game is fully done. And the moment it is fully done, uh, which we're like three months away from, um, I'm jumping back in and just hammering this thing out. So I am excited. I just know I have to wait. So I'm just going to wait and just do it all. Cause there is some content out right now that I haven't done, but I'll just wait and do it all at once. So I I like this game. I think it's cool. Fair enough. Mike, anything to add to that? No, nothing. All right. All right. Next up was my third and final of my like sort of three picks of the show. Uh, This is the one that I, that I skipped the trailer in the show. I was like, (laughs) Oh, I don't think I'm going to like this. So I got up and went to the bathroom. And when I was doing the show notes, I saw this trailer. I was like, wait, what is this? And I watched the whole trailer through. I was like, holy shit, I really like this. Uh, so I was disappointed I missed this in, in, in the during the show. But it's Araban Shadow Legacy coming from Baby Robot uh, is the name of the studio. This game is a very unique look. I really like it. Um, the art style, the world that you're in, it's obviously sort of a 3D action platformer, uh, third-person style but the enemies and the combat and all that kind of stuff that was going on, very unique. I haven't seen anything like this. I am I'm I I'm really psyched for this one. This looked really really cool. Um, did it hit for either of y'all? No, no, um, that's okay. I, I mean that's, that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. I I'm digging it. Console launch uh, uh, launch exclusive Game Pass Day One coming next year. Uh, Araban Shadow Legacy. Uh, kind of like if you like the old Prince of Persia style games, but want like a little that. bit of like a sci-fi element to it, that's this game right here. All right, next up, probably the the big big one for uh, probably even for me on this show, Diablo the Four. For me. Yeah. Diablo Four. I didn't expect this to be on this show, but uh, really neat. Rod Ferguson came out. It's weird seeing Rod Ferguson representing a different studio since he did Gears of War for so, so long. But he is now the general manager over of the Diablo franchise over at Blizzard. Uh, they introduced the new class, the fifth class, the Necromancer, to go along with the Barbarian, Sorceress, Rogue, and Druid. Showed us a ton of gameplay coming in early 2023. Um, this looked really dope. Really dope. It looked really good. And uh, also, they brought the Druid back. That. I don't know if Jason yeah. remembers, but I was remember me and my first girlfriend broke up, and me and Jason just spent a shit time, a shit load of time together. And he introduced me to PC gaming, and this is the first game that we played together. Like he was in his bedroom, and I was his, I was in his parents' office, and we started a call on, on their phone, and that's how we would chat each other, mm-hmm. chat to each other. And I picked Druid, and I feel like this was um, the birth of your Druid in the wild too. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so I, I almost texted you being like, okay, so when this game comes out, which class are you taking? And I was like, shit, he's going to take Don't a even ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be in on this day one for sure. Yeah. I, I'm going Necromancer. I, I was, played the Necromancer in Diablo 3 as well. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I, I was surprised to see they have the rogue in this. Um, and this will, mm. you know, because both Diablo 3... And now Diablo Immortal have the Demon Hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was surprised that the Demon Hunter was left off this. Right. Um, and now they have the Rogue, but there's no... Um, that Like, they've not had an Amazon since the original Diablo. Since the original, yeah. And I'm kind of like, hmm. 
Um, It'll be a Diablo DLC. Oh, you I mean? And I'm DLC, like, yeah. Um, well, I've thought that I thought in Diablo three they'd have it. They didn't have You're it. Right. So. I love the Amazon. I've not seen her in forever. I'm surprised that that's not because they specifically came out and said that the Necromancer was the final fourth and final class, fifth and um, final class. Oh, sorry, fifth and final class. Um, and so mm-hmm. I was kind of like, okay, um, I'll probably go back to uh, either a barbarian or a wizard in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped. I love the Paragon Levels tree that they added to this. That tree looked massive. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it looked it did. really freaking good. Yeah. Um, so I'm pumped about this. This looks like it has a ton of replayability to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the graphics look amazing. Um, this is definitely um, the game that, you know, is that lost arc. Yeah, that, that's... It's like, yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm all in on this. this. I can't wait for it. Yeah. I, I think I texted the group and said, screw Diablo Immortal. I'm just <laughs> playing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah just uh, the game. Uh, w- what did y'all feel about them stressing like it's actually an open world game now? I, oh, I love it. This feels more it. like I remember. Wh- <clears throat> wow, I'm not. Oh, it's okay. I'm not dying. I'm it's fine. It's what you get for eating while we're doing the show. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So listen, I remember way back when, apparently 2004, <clears throat> I remember when they were releasing World of Warcraft and being disappointed and like not understanding because I wasn't a Warcraft guy. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, why would they make their game based on Warcraft when you have all this lore of Diablo? Diablo is the better choice for an MMO. I I remember thinking like, man, they screwed that up. Right. This feels like they're going more MMO-ish with Mm -hmm. Diablo 4 where it's an open world and there's... um, there are world bosses that drop yeah. and you have to get together and go out and do it. And there's, you know, just like open where you go into a town and there's a ton of people and you can see each other and there's PVP. So you can mm-hmm. have it on. This feels like a, and there's, there's PVP specific zones and right. queue ups. Yeah. This just feels what I feel like this is, is now a, um, you know, uh, over the top eagle eye version of a World of Warcraft, wow. right? Yeah. Like it, that's yeah, what it, it feels like. It, and and I'm I'm here for it. I love it. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I'm super excited for Diablo Four. This is what I was looking for in Lost Ark. Yeah, uh, when I started it, but now that Diablo is doing it, hell yeah, Diablo. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it even captured it even captured my eye. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm sold on it. So. I'll yes. jump in and play with you guys. Yeah. Down. All right. Uh, moving on. Next up was Sea of Thieves coming from Rare. It's their season seven update coming July 21st, obviously on Game Pass. Their whole big stick this time was be a captain. So you'll get to customize your ship and name it and keep like loadouts from uh, instance to instance. Because that was the other thing was like mm-hmm. your ship was reset every time you loaded into yeah, the game. You can, you can have a preset loaded up. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, here's how I know this this trailer worked on Mike. He was playing uh, Sea of Thieves this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I was playing it before the show. Yeah, mm. but then I lost internet, which was annoying. Oh, okay. So. I I didn't know you were playing before. I just saw after the show. I logged in last night, and you were on Sea of Thieves. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, yep. but I, you can actually name your ship now. Yeah. That's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. What was it? Booty McBooty Master or something yes, like that? Something like that. Booty McBooty Face. I thought yeah, this trailer was really good, how they're like speaking to the, like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. 
a trailer. Yeah, like, they did I a sea know. shanty. Uh, they did a sea shanty. So they're mm. singing yeah. Uh, but, yeah. and giving all the details. Yeah, it was really well crafted. Yeah, CFD's I thought it was great. Yeah. I've just said a name on my boat. It was going to be uh, the Insinkable 2. Because the Insinkable <laughs> won't sink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it. No, that's great. All right. Anything else on Sea of Thieves? No, I'm good. All right, moving on. Next up was Ravenlock. This is from Coco Cumber, I think it's the studio. Coming 2023, Game Pass Day 1. I don't have anything to say about this one, either of y'all. Nope. Yeah, this one did not do it for me. Uh, All right, next up was Cocoon. Uh, This is coming from Geometric Interactive and published by Annapurna. Uh, The developer behind this is Jep Carlson, who's the lead gameplay designer of Limbo, which, Mike, you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, and Inside, uh, two very good indie games. Uh, This will be a console launch exclusive coming 2023, day one game pass, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Did this one jump out to either of you? Not really. I I had some high hopes. Because it was like made by the same guys from Limbo, but it, as the gameplay was happening, it just didn't really get my attention. Yeah, I thought the mechanics with the ball and how they would how they use those to interact with different parts of the environment was actually fairly neat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it had that hue kind of feel to it. Yeah, um, but I don't know. It's just a, this is another one where because it's on Game Pass day one, <laughs> I might actually download it and check it out. But I don't know that it really, really called to me. Um, so, yeah, we'll see on this one. All right, we're almost to the end. Next up uh, was the first of a trio of very interesting announcements. Um, this one was Wolong Fallen Dynasty. This is coming from Team Ninja, published by Koei Tecmo Games, early 2023. Game Pass Day 1. So I don't know if you guys are into the Team Ninja stuff. So they did Neo and Neo 2, which were PlayStation console exclusive games, uh, very similar to the Dark Souls genre, uh, a mix of like Dark Souls, Bloodborne style gameplay, uh, but focusing on a ninja character, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a spiritual successor to Ninja Gaiden. Those games were had their, their uh, I, I don't want to say niche. They were popular, but it was their sub, you know, it was the like several million people that bought the game and were really into it, that really hyped it up. You know, kind of what Dark Souls was for a long time until Elden Ring exploded for them. Right. So this was a big announcement to me. Um, the game looks, you know, very Japanese. It's not really my style. Um but I think this is a big get for them, and this is a big announcement um, that Xbox is trying to push more of these Japanese games. Now, they did mm-hmm. not say console exclusive, just Game Pass Day 1. So PlayStation fans, expect this one to come your way too. Um, but still, big, big get for, for uh, Xbox. Then Phil Spencer came out onto the stage, talked about wanting to focus more on Japanese franchises and bringing them to Xbox and fostering relations there, uh, and then spit out... a an even bigger announcement, um, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5 Royal, all coming to Game Pass. Obviously, these games have been out on PlayStation for a long time, but they have a huge following, and they have been PlayStation exclusive for, like, ever, basically, mm-hmm. since the games came out. So getting them over on console, onto Xbox consoles, getting them into Game Pass, um, that's a big get for them. It's a really big deal. Uh, October 21st, um, 
Persona 5 Royal. They, they, it was weird. They, I think Persona 5 Royal is coming first. The other two will be later. Um, so Persona 5 Royal on October 21st. Um, I doubt either of these two announcements really got either of your attention, but I did want to mention that they I mean, are a big I, deal. I, I, yeah, outside of just knowing that they were a big deal for the for Xbox in the Japanese market. I mean, I mentioned that, and that's about... Yeah, they, had, they didn't have interest in, for me, but I just know they're mm-hmm. big for Xbox. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the third of that trio of announcements, Hideo Kojima coming out, mm-hmm. announcing that they're partnering, he's partnering with Xbox to create a special game, or, or not a, I guess it's a special game, a, a unique game featuring Xbox cloud technology uh, with Xbox. They didn't show anything about this one, um, but announcing that partnership, getting that out, it's kind of been a, a, uh, uh, a sort of known secret for a long time in the games mm-hmm. industry that they were partnering up. Uh, but again, another big get. I mean, Kojima, Metal Gear Solid, PlayStation, Death Stranding, PlayStation exclusive, a lot of, of history between those two. So Kojima coming over to do something with Xbox. Yeah, I um, mean, it's still a big get. He, uh, you know, essentially since his, you know, I guess I would say since he officially like, separated from Kojima, if you will. Um, um, or sorry, uh, Konami. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's really been like active in like doing like projects that are, you know, very big, you know, like you said, Death Stranding. And now he's looking to do something specific with Xbox because a lot of what he's been doing is still really been all PlayStation. Right. So he's really been a PlayStation exclusive, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. A partner, if you will. Um, so this is kind of his first foray push outside of that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I think that was, again, this is another big, you know, not, obviously Kojima still has a huge following of uh, here in the U.S., but this is another big thing for the Japanese market as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. And we've got to our very last announcement. They saved... Uh, Theoretically, the best for last here. Uh, Starfield, coming from Bethesda Game Studios, Todd Howard came out, talked a lot about it, uh, gave a bunch of gameplay footage, told us about the base building, the ship design building, um, gave us a story trailer, gave us some combat stuff, um, coming 2023, Game Pass, all that good stuff. Um, did, did, Did Starfield's big initial blowout did it catch either of y'all's attention yes i will um, definitely be no lifing this game <laughs> when it comes out okay go ahead carrie get, tell us why mike what, what really caught your eye uh pretty much everything because like i loved skyrim and this like if you look at skyrim's map that is nothing compared to the 1000 planets you get to explore yeah in this yeah. game so you just it's going to be really easy to get lost in this game like you will, like it'll be very hard for me to go back to the main story because I'm too busy going and exploring shit and building outposts all over every single planet that I can. Yeah, I was thinking about this uh, afterwards, and I was like, even if you played like two hours a night uh, to try to explore every planet, just two hours—that's mm-hmm. it, every planet. You're talking about literally over three years to get through <laughs> yeah. every well, planet in this game. Yeah, this this feels like a triple a version of no man's sky, yeah. no man's sky is the same kind of, out there. 
Yeah. There's already videos out there literally playing these two side by side. Yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. It's better graphics. And it's interesting to me that you say Skyrim, right? Because when I'm watching the trailer, I'm thinking Fallout. Like the, right. the like the like HUD and the bars and things like that very much have a Fallout mm-hmm. vibe to it to me because mm-hmm. again there's there's a little bit more crossover between the two because guns and yeah. having an actual yeah. HUD and things like that it just right. feels like a space version of Fallout to me which mm-hmm. is that same Bethesda RPG very heavy story um, mm-hmm. you know very in depth expansive um, it, this looks awesome. Um, it's going to be the same. I, I here. Here's what I know. Um, I know this is. I'm going to have the exact. I'm going to love this game. I'm going to have the exact same feel I did when I played Fallout Four, which I love. Play with other 4. people. As soon as I was playing this, I was like, <laughs> "Damn, this would be so much better if I could just play this alongside Mike or whatever." And yeah, then I played yeah. Fallout. They finally came out Fallout Seventy Six. I was like, "Hell yeah!" And then no one would play with me. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> "Damn it!" So the, the whole time while I was watching the trailer and they're releasing additional details, I was like. Have it. Have a multiplayer. Have a multiplayer. Have a multiplayer. They spoke of nothing. This will definitely not. I don't think it's going to be ever multiplayer. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna play it. Um, I mean, I I just like the fact that I could easily get lost in this game. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. The uh, the ship customization thing Uh really stood out for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, I I think I I made the comment that this is the game that Star Citizen wants to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the game that's been in development yeah. for whatever, 10 years and has, you know, been that startup that's taken. I don't even know how much money it is at this point from people. Um, millions. And it's finally released. Oh, like hundreds of millions. I think it's over 300 million or something. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, has finally, quote unquote, released, but is just still a beta game or whatever, an alpha game. Um, and this looks way better and more fine tuned than that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I, I thought it looked really cool, but I also, I personally am put off by the basically endless game structure, the thousand planets. Uh, <laughs> and I've said this to you guys before, like the bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger open worlds so it actually puts me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that before, but that said, if you get a game that really hooks me in, like I really like being in that world, looking at you, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, <laughs> suddenly I'll spend 150 hours in it. So we'll see. I'm definitely going to check this out. It looks like it should be right up my alley because I love mm-hmm. the space stuff and exploration and all that kind of stuff, but right. I don't... I like to know that there's theoretically an end to my game. This does not look like there's ever an end to it. I mean, I saw the, based on the story, it looks like you're collecting these like things that whenever somebody like touches it, it talks to them. I think the main story is going and collecting all that for somebody. And then that should be it. Um, gotcha. That should then, be it. Yeah, it'll be yeah. so small. It's, it's, that's it. It'll be tiny. It's just. <laughs> to just do that. I mean, if the story is something in the fifty to sixty hour range, yeah, yeah, and then the rest of it is just whatever the hell you want to do, I could yeah. be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I just I need some kind of focus curated experience. Um, oh, see, I love just like not mainlining those kind of like I will just go off into the weeds. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, you guys love these games like Valheim and Ark and Grounded and all these kinds of games, and yep. they're just not they're not my thing. But I, mm-hmm. I get it. I get that I'm different, and that is totally cool. Well, I mean, yeah, um, I mean, but we're not in the platformers, and you are. I mean, they're just different. I mean, that's why they yeah. make so many different types of games for different, you know, people. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, the only other thing I'll say on Starfield is like, I have, I feel like there's this weird vibe on Twitter where because Xbox bought Bethesda, that there's almost this subset of people that are like rooting for Bethesda to fail and like trying to say that Starfield doesn't look good. I <laughs> personally was like, this looks really cool. And I don't really like any of their games like i did not play skyrim i did not play fallout so i don't really know why people are being that way you know and i'm also the self-professed playstation guy on the show and again i thought this looked really cool Mm -hmm. so um you know whatever peeps all right so let's wrap it up um before we go out of here mike give me like your favorite one or two games from the show um and just your kind of last thoughts and kind of how you'd rate the show like if you were going to give it an a b c d fail you know, what would you give it? So your favorite game or two, and then a rating on the show. All right. My favorite games is going to be uh, Starfield, Diablo, and um, the Sea of Thieves update, whatever. I don't really count that, though. Um, but as far as the way the show went, I'm going to give it a A. You're going to give it an A. All right. An awesome. Yeah. Any, yeah. any other final thoughts with your, your rating of an A? Um, mainly just because there's more games that I actually might enjoy playing than any other showcase that I've seen. Yeah, so. I can dig that. All right. Uh, Jason, your sort of favorite couple games or rating and your final thoughts. Uh, I'll start with the rating. Um, I mean, I, look, I, it's tough to say a for me because I don't want to be like, it was the, like, it, it's not like a, a hundred, right? It's like a minus, right? Like I felt like it was a good solid show. Not that it couldn't have been better, right? Or there's just the mm-hmm. best show I've ever seen released. It was just a good show. Um, mm-hmm. It kept me attuned the entire time. Like I said, I had some good surprises. Uh, my bet, my favorite games on it, obviously Starfield, Diablo Four. Um, you know some of their more AAA type games. You know, but then at the same time, there were things in here like just simple stuff like Grounded, which has been out for a long time, that has me pumped. And this small mm-hmm. little indie game. You know, this light your frontier that has me pretty pumped. And mm-hmm. then there were, you know, this Flintlock, the Siege of Dawn, like interesting things. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I, I don't know. All, there, throughout this show, it just did such a good job of the moment something came on screen that I was like, eh. It like immediately followed up with something. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I, I thought it was a great show. Um, had something for everybody. Um, it was really good for Xbox because I just feel like, they reached so broad of a spectrum with this. And I just feel like they're, you know, unless you just absolutely have an agenda against Xbox, right? There's no way you watch this show as a gamer and something on this show didn't have you going like, all right, cool. You know, I'm excited for that. So I feel like this was a really good show for Xbox. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So you went with I I guess I didn't catch it. Did you I go guess with I'm an, an A minus? Yeah, I was called okay. an A minus. All right, very good. And you kind of mentioned your favorite games there. Yeah. All right, my final thoughts. I you know I kind of already mentioned the three sort of indie games that stood out to me. Um, obviously, they were um, uh, Flintlock, uh, which we are, which you mentioned, um, the the last case of Benedict Fox, and Araban Shadow Legacy. Um, Starfield looked cool. Forza Motorsport looked cool. Redfall looked cool. Um, I liked those. And Diablo 4, I think probably of the AAA games, Diablo 4 stood out the most for me as being as being one I'm interested in playing. Uh, as far as the show, 
I'm going to go, I'm going to be a little bit more down than, than both of you. I'm going to go with like a, a solid B, borderline B plus. Yeah. Um, I think that this was a great showcase for why you should still want to have Game Pass across the next 12 months. I thought that we saw a lot of very interesting gameplay. Uh, I thought there was a lot of games there for everybody. Like I really felt like there was games for sort of all groups, all genre types, all age t- age ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really good. Um, but I felt like what could have really kicked this on was that I just really thought I just like a very deep down. I really thought that they had something for this fall yeah, to replace the missing Starfield, and yeah. and, uh, and they didn't. You know, there was not a. Hellblade 2 is actually this fall. There was not an avowed is actually this fall. And I think if they had had just that one big game this fall, um, I would have been like, holy shit, Xbox crushed it. Um, and so because I, you know, I've got to save room for that top tier show, I'm going to go with the B to B plus of it. Uh, the other disappointing thing, I really thought we were going to learn that GoldenEye remake was a real thing and it was about to come out. Because <laughs> um, there's so many internet rumors with it right now and we didn't get that. Um, you didn't know so that's, that's, the, that's the Kojima game that they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Anything else? Or are we ready to get out of here, guys? Let's get out of here. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this here special Xbox Bethesda Showcase TriCast show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Remember, like, subscribe, review on your podcasting app of choice. And if you have any questions for the show, DM us on Twitter or Facebook. The show's back this Friday with episode number 100. If you want your top 20 list in the show, you've got to send them to me before Wednesday of this week. Um, thank you everybody have a great uh, week since you're going to listen to this on Monday have a great week stay safe and uh, game hard <laughs>